0: Welcome to Conversations with the Authors.
1: Welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm Daryl. I'm Sandra. And I'd like to thank you all for pressing the play button. And thank you, Alexander Nakarada, for the intro, as always. Today, we're going to talk about Writing like a child, and in this I mean sort of the personalities that we sort of draw upon to create our fantastic world. Daryl and Sandra, you have created a fantastic world filled with fantastic characters and, uh, called Oddlings. Mm-hmm. Of course, our main character, Nicholas, and his, uh, band of brothers, so to speak. So I guess the first question would be defining. What creating like a child means uh, in the context of writing. So, how would you? Well, I'll tell you. I'll that?
0: tell you what it means to me. Uh, number one, it, it's it doesn't mean writing with crayons, <laughs> no. right. and it doesn't <laughs> mean uh, <laughs> that writing something that's not cohesive and, uh, and imaginative. It, it, it actually means that to to be imaginative. Mm-hmm. I, I see it as a metaphorical thing. To be able to write like a child, and that let the the adult filter mm-hmm. uh, stop you from imagining. I re, I have a friend uh, who was very inventive mm-hmm. when we were kids. When I was ten years old, and he became uh, later in life, he became a doctor too. But he still had a lot of imagination. And I I was somewhat. Uh, uh, just enamored by that—that that he could still come up with these, these fun ideas about things. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Sandy, writing
1: uh, like a child means what to you?
2: Treating my entire environment that I look at like toys. Mm-hmm. So, I like to play with it. Mm-hmm. I like to play with the environment. Mm-hmm. I like to play with when I look at them. Like, what a what? In one of the stories. not to give anything away has a bunch of oddlings that are microscopic or can barely be seen and they turn into human sized human like creatures and I got that from a pickle jar of buttons Mm -hmm. and when you shake the pickle jar of buttons, you get different combinations of buttons in different places and they, if you dump about on the floor it looks like a a, a a creature or it makes a picture or it makes a tornado
0: well you know what my my, my wife like like children has um, what we call paradelia-hmm and paradelia is <laughs> when you when you see look pictures at something in like, everything you see pictures in clouds you see them mm-hmm. in and shapes and uh, you know she'll, she'll look at a cloud you see the elephant over there or she'll look at uh, uh, some s- structure that's that's formation that's happening in a tree trunk. So It looks like yeah. a face. Uh, which, a is, I mean, which is not abnormal. Yeah, right? that's yeah not. Our, that's our not brains, We all do that. Our brains are but, wired to look I, for patterns. But pattern, I think some of them, are, some of us, are more in tune to it than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like when yeah.
2: just before we went out to run errands, and I went in the bathroom, and Zoe had little tongue marks, and mm-hmm. not Zoe, Farah, the dog, had little tongue marks, and. Kibble strewn about the bathroom, but the kibble fell in a position that it looked like a puppy picture. So I said, "Fera, you're making puppy pictures." And you're you drawing took a picture puppy of it. pictures, <laughs> and I took a picture of it.
0: But it's it's that uh, writing like a child, so using your imagination and having that enthusiasm, right? That that a child might have to do uh, to to make an right. idea to make something up,
1: right? And so it's this idea of embodying you know the imagination and boundlessness and sort of casting your you know adult way of thinking aside
2: yeah it's the idea uh, of putting your adult in a box right and saying you're in a timeout and you can't come out until i finish playing
0: i tell you i i tell you what it makes me think of automatically it makes me think of peter pan mm-hmm. and i'm talking about the stage play of peter pan Mm-hmm, yes. And uh, when he didn't want to grow up, because he wanted to continue to imagine, you know, yeah. wondrous places that they, they, and he, he and his uh, his band of boys and 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 girls could uh, could go to.
1: And, and it's that, yeah. that it's that freedom of imagination that enriches stories like how Nicholas became Santa Claus. your mm-hmm. highly rated. Eric Hoffer nominated sci-fi fantasy novel. Mm-hmm. Uh which by the way you can pick up at uh, Walmart and Target and uh, uh of course you can get it at your your website on the author page. Uh, because this book is 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 fantastic. And um so children till children are naturally curious. Uh so how does curiosity uh play a role in the process?
0: Well, yeah, I th- I think curiosity makes us want to discover things. Mm-hmm. Why this works? Why that doesn't work? Why this is this way? Mm-hmm. And so, I remember when having child imagination when I was a kid. Uh, I used to ask my mom, "What's happening when it's thundering?" Well, she didn't tell me about electricity and and all of the things that uh, static electricity and. The So She said that God was working. Mm-hmm. So, in my little five-year-old brain, I'm I'm seeing uh, the the master of the universe uh, hammering out people on an anvil yeah. <laughs> with a big mm-hmm. hammer, like Thor. Mm-hmm. And so, and boxing them up, getting yeah. ready to send them down the earth. I but remember. That was my, my I remember
1: uh, mom uh, tell us when we were children that you know thunder was but was God. T- Bowling with the angels, right? So I picture these angels in a bowling alley bowling, which I think is just amazing. Or, or you know, it got God's, God's taking a shower, so He's, you know, watering His plants. In your book, How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, uh, you know, you have so many fantastical elements, um, and not uh, excluding, of course, the idea of a flying wagon, which uh, Nicholas talks about. You know, wanting mm-hmm. to be able to have at some point, which we all know,
2: mm-hmm. um, that's an in, illusion.
1: In, in, in the classic, you know, case of Santa Claus, this is something that happens. So, uh, but the idea of sort of working that into the story, um, uh, channeling your uh, child's imagination to influence these elements.
0: Yeah, I, I think in the, in this story, of course, it's all about origins mm-hmm. and where things have come from. Mm-hmm. So yeah there is there's some mention of certain things uh that one would expect right. uh that Nicholas would be involved in right it's, and so but it's 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 in passing right. sometimes you know uh but it it keeps us in that lane
1: right okay. but also in more fantastic elements like for instance the light sprites mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about before on these things these these and the color sprites yeah um uh, and these were also. Just part of your childish um, imagination, Sandy.
2: And yours, you, you guys, you and your brothers and sister would ask me questions about how so, did mm-hmm. how did these colors get in in the, in the leaves and how so, did so
0: whether you knew it or not, you were you were some of that inspiration. All of you, right, right. <laughs> Why well, yeah.
2: you're welcome, uh, <laughs> and uh, keeps the mind going. One, one of my my favorite memories was um, when. You,
1: mm. you me, okay. You. Alright.
2: You were like Zoe's age. Yes. Okay. And we were outside That's
0: like three and a half. Yeah.
2: Yeah, three and okay. a half. And we were outside in the front mm-hmm. and we were looking at the lightning bugs playing on tomato leaves. Uh-huh. And you asked me why. <laughs> Why the lightning bugs were out there, and I says, "Well, God uses them as glitter, so He can see if the plants are growing." Oh, okay, yeah. well,
1: that's cool. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> going back to that childlike curiosity, uh, we talked about your world building, and Nicholas. You have this fantastic, amazing, just living universe—not just world, but universe of Nicholas that you've created, uh, which we see in how Nicholas became Santa Claus, and we're. Going to see in in your um, your sequels. Uh, how does the question of what if come into play in terms of your childhood curiosity, writing like a child, and creating a fantasy world and all of these fantastic you know things?
2: It's the I permission. Guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if gives you the permission to try to change what you. Mm-hmm. S- Standardly known to be the physics of, of, of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that because I was going to say something similar. It it allows you to throw off the shackles of phys- mm-hmm. physics, you know, and kind of emerge uh, as a, as a new being, like a like a butterfly leaving its chrysalis into a different world. Right. You know, where you can uh, um, imagine without that uh, without f- f- the physics of the real world holding you back. Um,
1: how do you sort of avoid the rabbit hole of what if? How do you, you know, what if this, what if that, what if that, what if Well, how do you stop and say, okay, I've got enough wonderment to move forward with my story? Well, you what know, can we have you, mm-hmm. you
0: can, yeah, you have an outline. And I think you, you, can, you can get stuck in a rabbit hole, mm-hmm. you, and uh, it just goes around and around. Mm-hmm. And it's not taking you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're staying in the same place. So, um, uh, like she said, like my wife said, you have an, an outline.
1: Do you ever think to yourself, "Let's go spelunking let's Let's take this rabbit hole and just see how many ideas, concepts, imagine what have you no, we can come up with?
2: No, no, no because it's it's and, very tiresome. I,
0: I, mm-hmm. I, and I yes, and I, I think if you do that you can wind up with no story you'll have that never ending story uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and that's not what you want not
1: not the cult classic yeah. favorite so, no. never ending story
0: <laughs> when you and if I've not mentioned it before I'll mention it now that when you write a story you should know how it begins you should know what's in the middle and how it ends it's you, you develop some concept of that uh, during the outline so it's it's it would if without an outline it would be trying to get to you know the fountain of youth without a without a map you need a map mm-hmm. okay and you can deviate from that map ever so slightly and sometimes even greatly but ever so slightly as long as you continue to go in the right direction right and use your imagination to and, do that and, but and, your imagination is is very powerful
1: and that imagination uh, as authors, dear readers and listeners, requires some fearlessness, and children uh, are often fearless when it comes to expressing themselves. So, how can this fearlessness benefit writers?
0: Well, you take chances, mm-hmm. and you take you you, you take dares. Mm-hmm. You know, in the story, it's again, it's all written in the outline. You take something daring and and do, and uh, then you then you manifest it in your in your writing,
1: so that so that fearlessness then allows us to take risks with our characters and our plot, and it also allows <coughs> bold choices uh, that can lead to an unforgettable story, like how Nicholas became Santa
2: What I like to do is I yes. write. The main idea of the story mm-hmm. in my head, and then I'll write three different endings, and then see how the what ifs. Which which ending will the what ifs take me to? You know, and it's
0: funny that she mentioned it. I forgot all about that. Uh, but when you're outlining a story, you've done one outline, and it may be in a ninety page outline. Then you might wind up doing another one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That may be another ninety-page outline. So uh, sometimes you do that to try to find the best path, the best path to take. So what
1: you're saying is we have a time, we have a timeline, takes us to 1985. Yeah. And whatever we do might take us to an alternate 1985, mm-hmm. which is almost just like the original 1985 with something different. Differences.
0: Yeah, it's a little like Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there, yeah. there are various timelines.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so your, idlo- your outline may deviate slightly and is thrust mm-hmm. uh, and emphasis on certain mm-hmm. characters in each outline that you've done. You'll choose either the best of all of those outlines and, and see if they how they fit, or you'll choose the best of outlines and use that particular one.
1: Now, I, I've asked this question... In, in some way or another, in our previous podcasts, uh, but for our new listeners and readers, I want to sort of ask this question again, since we're talking about plots and fearlessness, and you were mentioning your storylines our timelines, what have you. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do you write the beginning or the ending first?
0: you know I've heard people say they 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 do it you You need when you start a story. You have to know where it's going to end. Mm -hmm. I keep saying it, or you're going to get the never-ending story. It's going to go on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So you have to know the ending. You want uh, someone to succeed. Someone has to fail. Uh, There has to be reward. There has to be punishment.
2: And there has to be unpredictability. So you have
0: to know what kind of story you're going to write. And you you might get to that ending the way you want it. Or, as the story begins... As you begin to write, the story begins to take on its own persona and write itself. And you'll, you may gravitate to that ending or it may be totally
2: different. And sometimes you have to be careful because you may not like the way the story has built your character right. and you don't like that character and you want to throw it away. And sometimes you do. And sometimes that character builds the entire and, you
1: know story. and then again you that goes back to what has become almost our mantra of the the show uh it doesn't drive the story, and that's sort of that's where you decide, okay, do I throw it away and start anew, or do I let this character continue um do you Do you ever just sort of as you write, let a character run amok?
2: yes, well.
0: If 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 it if it uh, if it feeds the story, mm-hmm. you know if it's going to be good for the story, but it's kind of uh, running a monk with purpose and intention, mm-hmm. and it's just that you're not writing random things for this person to do. He, he, he has to have a solid job, Right. and what he does may not make sense, but it has to make sense to you. Uh, so he has, there's, there has to be order. So there's there, there's order and disorder. You you can't uh, write something cogent and have no order because things will be out of place.
1: Right, right. And, if, and you,
2: if you're gonna, every story that's written has to resemble life in some way. Otherwise, you can't relate. You can't relate to it. It won't resonate with you. And one of the biggest things things that occurs in life is things that go wrong or things that go unpredictably or weeks and months that go unpredictably and then all of a sudden they straighten out
1: and so before we um, sort of wrap up today's chit chat on uh, writing like a child and sort of using these personalities that we have to create these characters um, what uh, practical writing tips might you have for our listeners and readers uh, that would influence their childlike creativity now before you've mentioned you know keeping a journal uh, you've mentioned in our previous podcasts brainstorming and you've mentioned um, reading children's books so what other advice might you or would you like to add on to those uh, previous mentioned suggestions
2: Pretend.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretend. Mm-hmm. Pretend. Mm-hmm. Pretend. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of just pretending.
2: Just for the sake, sake of pretending. Uh, sure.
0: Sure. And uh, just write with uh, vigor and, and, and verb and with purpose. And you, you may, in fact, get the story that you started out to get. Sometimes you get a better story. Sometimes.
2: The the, no. the phrase, practice makes perfect, applies mm. to every mm. element of writing, every element of proceeding in life.
1: You know, uh, li- uh, listeners and readers, uh, if you would like to uh, see an example of practice makes perfect, uh, in my opinion... I definitely think you should check out How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, and you can do that by visiting our website at troopbooks.com. You can visit our Instagram, our Facebook, our TikTok, our X at TroopBooks. Books. Uh, if you head out to our website, you can hit up our author page where you can pick up a hardcover or a softcover. And uh, I hope to talk to you all, uh, bring your imaginations with you, and next time on Conversations with the Authors.